Whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships, I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Raleigh, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. Hi, everyone. It's Kit and Cynthia, and today we are with Bianca Valle, and we are so excited to have her here today on Ageless. So, Bianca, maybe you can intro yourself and your nutrition hotline and how that all started. Sure. Well, thank you for having me on this beautiful and rainy day. So I am a holistic nutritionist, and I also paint. And I also dabble a little bit in the fashion world and a little further in the wellness world. And I show kind of my life and my lifestyle on Instagram and have gained a little community by doing that. But yeah, I guess I can jump into, well, maybe I should give like a brief background of how I got into wellness and how I got into nutrition. For those of you who have heard my life story already, I'm sorry, this is the thousandth time. But basically, I went to NYU and when I graduated, I worked at Milk Studios and then I worked at Nylon Magazine as a beauty editor. And one good day, my entire team and I, my entire print team and I got laid off. So I lost my job and I was kind of left with a clean slate. And I thought, okay, I thought I had my dream job. I thought that was my dream. I guess that's not my dream anymore to be a beauty editor for a magazine. So what, what is my dream job? And it took me some time to kind of cultivate this idea and look inward and allow myself to go a completely different route, which was food. I've always loved food and been such a food girl. Um, I come from a Hispanic family and it's our culture. Food is everything. But growing up, I always had a very difficult relationship with food. Um, It was always a reward. It was always a treat. We were always at parties. Everything was a party with like the taco guy and all, all the things. So I, I was using food as something more than it should be, which is, which is fuel. In, in my current ideology as a holistic nutritionist, um, food is sustenance. Food is the foundation of life. And it's not, you know, anything. It shouldn't be anything more because that's when skewed relationships start happening. Um, And I do always say that my food philosophy is not for everyone. We all have different opinions and food is so personal to everyone. So maybe what I say resonates with whoever's listening. It may not. And that's okay because we live and let live and peace, love, happiness. We love everyone. (laughs) But I do have to protect myself a little bit because as we know, especially in New York and especially in the fashion industry, I think food and bodies are such a, a touchy subject and I want only for there to be love surrounding that topic. So I do give a little disclaimer. So after nylon, I decided to go the food route and I was planting seeds amongst all my friends. I would tell them, yeah, I think I'm going to work in food. And I thought I was going to be a farmer. So I did some farming. I wanted to wolf. Um, I thought I was going to be in catering. So I was kind of like dabbling, doing some research in that. And then a friend told me, she said, Bianca, you should become a holistic nutritionist. And I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds, it sounds so what I need. Because I also wanted to kind of showcase my food journey, which was from being kind of 
in love with food and then terrified of food and then in love with food again. Um, and I thought, oh, to broadcast that, I, I can be a far- I should be a farmer and like show the importance of produce and these types of things. Or in catering, I'll make food that people can eat without thinking and won't feel guilty. And that's how I'm going to tackle this issue. Um, but it ended up being going to school to get a certification in holistic nutrition. So I did a year-long program. Um, and along the way, uh, my community was so receptive to this kind of broadening of my path. By no means did I turn back on beauty or on fashion, but rather added a new facet, which was not only wellness, but nutrition proper. Um, Can I ask where did you do that year-long program? Yes, it's called the Academy of Healing Nutrition. It's in Midtown, and it's so beautiful. It's it's quite niche. Um, it's run by the most wonderful kind of these like beautiful foreign people. Um, Inga is from Scandinavia, I believe. And Roger is from New Zealand. So they just have like this worldly view on, on nutrition. Um, but I only recommend taking that school if you're interested in herbs and Chinese medicine. It's very heavily based on, on herbs and supplements. Um, and we lightly skim over like food and how all of that works. But throughout my X amount of years of being obsessed with food and loving food and hating food, I feel like I had so much knowledge and I would constantly talk about food with everyone and get everyone's opinion and everyone's insight. And whenever I would travel around the world, I would go to grocery stores and talk to grandmas and talk to people about food. So I feel like I have such a deep-rooted knowledge that truly I went to school to be legitimized, if that makes sense, to get a certification so I could be heard. I'm so excited that I have a certification, but I feel like it also, I I guess in my kind of like view at the time, I felt that I could have given out this information, but I think there does need to be um, some sort of training and credentials and because it is a it's a wild world out there in the wellness industry and what is on Instagram and I get so many clients that come to me and they're like oh well I saw this on the internet and I saw that on the internet and I just don't know what to do but it is so tricky because it's all about the lens you know because even if even though I'm certified someone may not resonate with my lens and they may resonate with how you view food you know what I mean um, as long as we're not telling people to starve themselves, not too much can, can go wrong or to only eat like protein bars for every meal. There's yeah. like those extremes, you know? So I think it is, it can, it's a little, it's not, it can be harmless, but it can also be pretty harmful. I think maybe I'm like kind of jaded because I, when I see those things, I'm like, well, this is complete hogwash. Doesn't everybody know that? But no, yeah. they don't. And that's, that's the tricky part about the internet right now. So Listen to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, this is a crazy story. I was when I was pregnant with uh, Kit's little sister, Gigi. She turned. I was on a flight. I was flying when I was about eight months pregnant, which was probably a bad idea. And she turned breach on the plane. I thought I was giving birth on Air France over the Atlantic. Wow! And it turned out I wasn't giving birth, but she was turning inside. And so when I went, when I landed, went to the doctor, 
he was like, you need to go to Chinatown and get these things called jaw sticks and you put them on a plate and you light them and you burn and let your the smoke blow over, like float up over your pinky toes. And after four days, the baby will turn. And for the first three days, I was like, this guy's the mayor of crazy town. And, you know, how could this guy be a doctor at Lenox Hill? And on the fourth day, she turned. That's wild. From burning smoke, you know, having smoke go, you know, over my my toes. Be, okay. That's insane. So, in, in, in my <laughs> knowledge. Please explain. <laughs> I, I will try. So, by no means, and that's the beauty of, of Chinese medicine, is that it's based on energetics. So, basically, that fire, in, in my knowledge, I want to say it's moxa, Um if you go to the the pharmacy and you're like, oh, can I get moxa? It's like this it's kit. It's a stick? Yeah, a paper stick that you light, right? Yeah. yeah. It but smelled pretty um, interesting. funky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Chinese medicine is based on energetics and it's all about qi and qi is life force. So basically that heat is moving your qi, it's moving your energy. So we have uh, like this ideology that when we have a lot of energy going on like in the upper regions of the body, like the head, the chest, the stomach, it's important to pull that energy down to the feet. So for example, like if you have a headache, maybe a Chinese practitioner or someone that studies Chinese medicine would say, do soak your feet, do hot um, like foot baths and use Epsom salts and pull the energy from your head down to your feet. Because when you're like, and in my school also we learned about Ayurveda, but when you're like up uh, in like your head region, it's like vata, there's all this energy, it's high frequency up here by your head. You want to ground that and bring that down and bring the warmth down to your feet and distribute the energy so it doesn't just resonate at the top of your head. So maybe what happened is that fire, that heat kind of stimulated stimulated energy to to kind of make this this reaction happen. I don't know about the four days and I don't know about the baby turning, but it's definitely it's stimulated you. It's like acupuncture. Yeah. Which I have to say, I feel like I got pregnant because I was doing acupuncture. Yeah. Like that was part of it. Your chi, your juices were flowing, baby. Yeah. Everything was moving. <laughs> I was doing all the Chinese, you know, everything I could with Chinese medicine yeah. to, to get through that. And- yeah. It's a really beautiful and smart body of ideas yeah i also think it's interesting that it's like becoming more mainstream for western hospitals and stuff to begin incorporating some of the eastern medicines and like some of the eastern ideas into their practice and i think like just the fact that you were recommended that um from Western doctors, like signs that maybe this stuff is moving into Western doctors and Western hospitals. So maybe you can talk a little bit about your hotline and yeah. how that started. Yeah, hundred percent. So I guess backtracking. Um, so during schooling, I was posting a lot about my journey and what I was learning and things of that nature. And I think my audience which I'm so lucky, they really trust me and they really love me and I love them back. And they would reach out to me 
and ask me questions about nutrition. And I... Can I ask what was your most frequently asked question? People are obsessed with supplements. Everyone wants to know about supplements, Mm -hmm. but we can touch on that later. But basically I was getting all of these DMs and I thought, okay, I need, I want to answer to everyone because that's my life mission. That's my, that's my compass. That's what I want to do. Like, this is my job. This is what I want to be doing. But I was also at the time like studying and I was doing a million and one other things. And so I thought, okay, what can I do to make this a little more efficient. So I thought, oh, I'll just open up another cell phone line and have people text me and I can just call them uh, and we can just talk about nutrition on the phone and I can do it on a donation basis at the time for several reasons. One, because I have spent a leg and a half on nutritionists and I don't think that that was, I just don't think it's necessary. And two, because I wanted for it to be, yes, accessible. And two, because I wasn't certified yet, I thought maybe it's like almost what means at their own risk, but like they don't feel like they got gypped, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. just like giving their money to this random girl, you know? So I'm like, if you, if I help you, you can compensate me if you want. But if not, I'm just here to like, you're helping me get my feet wet and I'm helping you because I am learning, you know? I am in in a classroom and I do have textbooks and I'm taking tests and I'm doing the thing, you know? So I opened up a line um, and advertised it on my Instagram. I put the phone number out there and people responded and people were like, oh, I, I have so many questions. Like, are you free at 11 a.m. next Friday? And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> um, so then I kind of organized it to be this service now that is in conjunction with kind of like a deeper um, service that I offer where people can come to me um, not only for 15 minutes and we can work that out. I work that out. Each uh, one of my clients has a really specially tailored kind of path for them and what they're looking for. But if someone just has a few questions, like tell me about supplements, uh, should I be eating cheese? And why does coffee make me so anxious? Like, I'm not gonna, you know, make them engage in this huge process with me for just those questions. And I believe that everyone deserves to have those answers from another human because I used to want them, but I would just Google them and get the craziest answers <laughs> mm-hmm. and then just be in crazy town. <laughs> be like, what is going on? And I don't and get so overwhelmed that I wouldn't even want to engage in any of the things. And I'm just like, okay, I guess I'll just have like a piece of, you know, nothing, you know, mm-hmm. But um, we we have to talk about cheese. Yeah, we can. It's a big thing in our house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to know your. Yeah. I want to know your opinions on dairy. Yeah. So, what first I tell- of all, your skin is flawless. Yeah. I know we're on a podcast, but like I'm telling you well, guys, I, obviously it's everyone flawless. will go. Yeah. On Instagram, you are of so course. kind. I always maybe maybe I have like instagram face syndrome where i look at other people's faces on the internet i'm like wow her skin is next level and then i turn around and look in the mirror i'm like meh my skin's fine because i always say on the internet my skin's pretty not great it's just pretty normal i think but maybe i'm biased (laughs) maybe i'm biased but honestly i think a big part of it is my nutrition is is what i eat and people are like how is your hair you know, so shiny and so this, and it is no, it's not a supplement. It's not a product. It's what I put inside of my body. I think, I mean, I know. So let's have, I just want like, yeah, yeah, I need like, like the cheat sheet 
do's and don'ts. Okay. You know? So I am the gal that says all the things you don't want to hear because there is no, there's no cheat. There's no fast track. There's no one meal, one vegetable, one this, one that. And we are so trained by society and by each other for that one quick fix. Like I was on the phone today with, with, with a guy. I was going to say man, but I don't know. He didn't sound like a man. He sounded a little young. Gur. And then a man and he was like, what's one meal that I, I can always rely on to get my nutrients? And I told him, well, it's, it's more of an accumulation thing. It's never one meal. It's, it's making the decision to make this your lifestyle, to have nuts, fruits, vegetables, beans, seeds, um, mindful grains, and animal products if that's what your body needs. If you have those you know, food groups on rotation without all the funky artificial foods, then you're on the fast track to, to, to be, to glowing, you know, from the inside out. So it's a matter of not what, what one thing can I do? It's more, I think it's more eliminating all of the noise because there's noise in the media, there's noise in the world, there's just noise everywhere. And there's also noise in the food industry. And it's, it's a lot of these processed things. It's a lot of the powders, a lot of the proteins, a lot of the, you know, funky chickpea pastas, the black bean tortilla chips, the, all these, I call them science experiment foods you know, because they're full of chemicals, they're full of preservatives, binders, stabilizers, equalizers, uh, you know, like what is soy lectin? No one knows. I, <laughs> no one knows, but yet everyone- or everything has sunflower oil in it. Yeah, and, and I, like, would, what? I would, I, what I say is like, if you wouldn't eat it on its own, like I would happily take a spoonful of olive oil, like eat a spoonful of olive oil. Like who wouldn't? It's delicious. Would you take a spoon, would you eat a, why am I saying take? Would you, would you eat a <laughs> spoonful of sunflower oil? Yeah, I, don't, I know. don't know what that is. No, I've you never know, seen that's that really good. That's good wild. advice. Guar gum is in everything. Like, what is that? Yeah, and and what I what I say is, your body thinks the same when it receives that. When we get soy lectin inside of ourselves, our body's like, "What do you want me to do with this, dude? Like, what should I do?" And then it could manifest itself in a million ways. You know, it could be acne, fatigue, bloating, weight gain, whatever. You know, like I I. I, we can see it on the street almost like people that rely mostly on processed foods or eat mostly processed foods versus someone that may not, you know, and it's, it's a harsh reality. And I think there's also a really important big topic, not just in food and wellness, wellness being the bigger section of it all of accessibility. And I think that at this point in the game, I rather you buy an apple if it's organic or not versus reaching for that processed thing. You know what I mean? And an organic apple is definitely more expensive than a non-organic apple. But like I said, I'd rather you have the apple. Um, and also I think it's going to take time, but it's up to people that can't afford to support good food if we can afford to go to the farmer's market and pay those farmers and show them that there's a demand, there will be more supply. So maybe not right, right, right now, this um, problem of food equality is going to be solved, but it's up to us to pave the way for it to be solved in times in the time to come, if that makes sense. Dang. I know. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I, I also think it's important, like, whenever people are talking about accessibility, to think about also this idea that it's not – like, it should be our responsibility, but it also should fall on the shoulders of – these bigger corporations and these bigger brands to make those products accessible for not just New York and LA, you know? Right. Um, So I think that that's, I think it's just something to think about. And, you know, part of that is creating demand from the consumer, but part of it is also just these bigger national companies like, being Even mindful. Even at Costco. Yeah. We go to Costco and like if you request certain products, they will like make an effort to bring those products into the store. So requesting organic foods like brings these amazing products to people that may not be able to afford it. I think that there's so much information on YouTube and on Instagram and you know, online and other formats that people are going to to find advice on nutrition. And I want to hear your thoughts about, you know, certification and labels and maybe why you chose to really go the higher education route and get that certification. Yeah. Well, I think that coming from a place where I would also, you know, scour the internet and look for information that way and go to different nutritionists and put my money there or, you know, buy books or listen to podcasts from people that were just people like me, maybe with a little more experience. I think it became it became very, very daunting. And I thought that it wouldn't be, it's kind of not fair to be putting out information without having proper training and proper schooling. So that's definitely why I got got a certification. But also I knew that if I did want to go into food on a deeper level, a more real level, that I, I should get a certification or go back to school in some form. I think that rather than, you know, I as a certified holistic nutritionist tell my my clients that you, in theory, don't need to look outwards, but rather inwards for nutrition and like listen to yourself. But we have evolved so much away. We've evolved so far from that, that no one, it's not very commonplace to be able to turn inward and be like, okay, what does my body need? Let me go out and find someone to help me tell me about my body. So that's, it's, it's kind of, it's tricky now that I am certified and kind of made this close this loop where I tell myself like, wow, I'm basically just helping people like turn inward, you know, like I'm not, I'm not helping them. I'm just like guiding them to find themselves, if that makes sense, because what works for you or what works for the girl on YouTube may not work for me. And I think that's the dangerous part. I think at the end of the day, the biggest message that needs to be spread is that we're our bio individuality. Like we're all so chemically different. And so biologically different and our DNA is all different and we grew up in different climates. We grew up from different parents. We grew up in different regions of, you know, the world eating different things. For example, like I grew up eating rice and beans five times a week mm-hmm. and you, you ladies probably didn't, yeah. you know, so my body, mine was pasta. 
yeah an Italian so mom. <laughs> if I have pasta my body freaks out but I can I can digest rice and beans like a machine you know what I mean so people have just like become so uh out of tune with their intuition and like their true roots and their true nature and that's that's what my practice is based on is is the nature of it all because in reality we weren't meant to eat protein bars we were meant to eat potatoes you know and then do you think it's important to sort of stick to like you create you sort of curate this uh diet this um, lifestyle nutritional nutritional lifestyle that Mm -hmm. works for you and then you kind of stick to that Mm -hmm. Because I think that that's the best way to be able to listen to your body mm-hmm. is if you have that continuous uh, lifestyle, mm-hmm. then you really notice when you go off the rails. Yeah, consistency. Like actually right now, I ate some ha- Halloween candy before I came here, which I don't usually have sugar like that. Yeah. And I'm feeling like the cr- like I'm feeling really Ill. tired yeah. right now. But it's because it's like that my body, my lifestyle doesn't, I don't usually eat that. Yeah. Do you mean like a routine, like eating times or just Eating like times, what? eating certain foods, yeah. not eating certain foods, like just having your, the thing that works for you yeah. and sort of like sticking to that. Yeah. I think like I call it your formula. So you know that candy doesn't work with you and you have gotten to that through years of figuring out your formula. So everyone's formula is so different and everyone needs to follow their formula and no one can tell you your exact formula, but right. rather guide you. So that's also my job. I guide people to find their formula because like I said, what works for me may not work for you, but there are some basic building blocks that in theory work for all of us. Like all of us are from the earth. We're all on the same planet and we're all given earth foods. The earth gave us food. So we all should be eating those. And if someone tells me like, but I thrive eating, I don't know like skinny pop versus a bowl of cherries. No. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's yeah. just like, it's intuition, you know? Yeah. It's intuitive that like the earth gave us this food. We're humans. We were put on this earth. So you put two and two together. We're supposed to eat earth foods, mm-hmm. you know? Candy like, doesn't count as candy an Candy doesn't food. count, unfortunately. No, <laughs> no. Unless... I know, I feel it. Unless, I always say because my clients say, Bianca, but I can't give up cheese or I can't give up ice cream or I can't, I just don't want to because I want to enjoy my life. And I tell them, yeah, you should enjoy your life, but also respect yourself and have super high self-worth and give yourself the best cheese, the best ice cream, or make your own cheese or make your own ice cream, or really speak to yourself with sensibility. My practice is also based on being a sensible human. No human should be having candy every day, nor every other day, nor, you know, once a week, maybe every other week, twice a month, you know, we should be having these. Or chemical- how about just on October 31st? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, and that maybe that can also ease, ease what you feel. And you can tell yourself, okay, I, the last time I had like a little mini Snickers wasn't, you know, 2011. So it's fine. If I have it now, I'm not going to die. Move on next. Because then that's, that's also like the best in my in my opinion, way to tackle food guilt. You had it, it's done, you're alive, move on. You know, not to eat that food because it makes you feel X, Y, Z way, great. Remember that, move forward. 
You know, I feel like we all dwell on these things so much, but it's not our fault. We just live in the craziest environment for food right now and food feelings and bodies. And it's just, it's so normal and understandable that like people have food guilt. Mm-hmm. you know and emotions and emotions linked with food. Yeah. food yeah yeah just thinking about sugar intake mm-hmm. and alcohol mm-hmm. a friend of mine told me that if you drink wine yeah. at night mm-hmm. i notice if i have two glasses of wine mm-hmm. i wake up at like three or four in the morning uh-huh. and i can't get back to sleep okay and i think it's because the um sugar levels in wine so I kind of stopped drinking wine mm-hmm. because of the, so much sugar in it. I don't know um, if that's a thing. Is that a thing? It's Is quite, that a real thing? Um, it could be. It could be. I think not every wine may have a lot of sugar. Like if it's a good natural wine, it has natural sugars in it, hopefully. But it could be that maybe that particular wine has added sugars in it. But you're probably waking up for, for just because your body's trying to metabolize the alcohol. Oh, maybe. You know, but I personally don't try and break down things to a science because that's not, for me, my practice is very human. I try and make things very human because I also don't want to have a glass of wine and be like, oh, but you know, the sugar and the this and the that and whatever. If I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink. If I'm going to drink, I'm going to have a beer. That's, that's what I want. But the re the how I got to this place was because I've been a sensible human and I've decided for myself because I want to be responsible as well. I'm probably only going to drink twice a week, if that. And if I'm going to drink, I should might as well just drink what I want because I take care of my body so much and I I have a, done this accumulated. Uh, I've lived this lifestyle that it's, it's, it's cumulative, if that makes sense. So I'm pretty dang healthy. So when that night comes where I'm out with friends and I have my beer, I'll be just fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So people always try and like dance around it. They're like, oh, what's the best alcohol to drink? Or what's, you know, with the least calories? I don't believe in calories. I believe in whole and natural. If you eat whole and natural, you can't go wrong. And it's, so, it's, it's about being sensible. Like no one should have a bag of, a pound bag of cashews. Yeah, then you should maybe think about the calories. It's a lot of calories in a pound of cashews. But what human should eat be eating a pound of cashews? No one. You know? Kid eats about a pound of cashews. <laughs> I'm addicted to nuts. Me too. I'm I addicted to nuts as well. But we also, we need to yeah. be rational. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, we shouldn't be addicted to anything. Yeah. I, I yeah. totally Yeah. Agree. You know? Like, just being rational is going to get us the furthest. You know? Like... No extremes. A little bit. Of, you know, we hear all the time. Everything in moderation. It's it's the hard. The oldest rule in the Literally book. Literally the oldest rule <laughs> in the book. It's just so true. Yeah. It's so true. No, I love that. Yeah. So since we're on Ageless, I wrote down a question for you, which I we can talk about this and it can go in many different directions. But what do we think of this idea of quote, ageless nutrition. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there's a lot of science behind it and people saying that, you know, this superfood is going to make you live longer and discussions around what food can do to make us grow older and grow sicker earlier Mm -hmm. and also the power of food to, you know, make us thrive into our 
80s and 90s. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I think that ages, agelessness is holistic. It's about how much you sleep, how much water you're drinking, how you're managing your stress. I actually think that you can have the most beautiful routine with your food, but if you're always anxious or always worried or always operate at a 10 and you're always pushing yourself or you get stuck on things and you don't let go, that's I think that's what's going to kill you first versus your nutrition. Um, stress manifests itself. So she's jabbing me. Yeah. I mean, we all are so guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. My, my, you know, people around me, my closest friends and family, I see them worrying and I smell their worry and I tell them, relax, it's fine. But what if, what if, what if, what if, (laughs) (laughs) what if that's my, that's how I operate. I operate (laughs) on that level. Like I just do. Yeah. I, if I'm not like operating on a, at a ten, yeah. you know, level. Yeah. Then I'm more stressed. Okay. Like it's just my. That's my. But do you feel zone. well? I feel fine. Great. Feel then great. keep going, baby. That's my comfort zone. Is yeah. like a certain level. Yeah. And I actually don't know how to be any other way. I yeah. wish I could. I mean, maybe. But there's I think there's different ways ideas to, to, to quote relax. Yeah, that reduce don't necessarily stress. have to be like yoga or meditation. You know. Yeah. If someone, I cannot hear it again. If someone's like, "Oh, you should try yoga," like, yes, try yoga. But it's just it's so deep. It's so much deeper than that. You know. I I feel like maybe yoga could help. But it's also I think it's like on the spectrum of if you feel fine or if you don't. You know, because. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling fine. I was operating on like a 2000, maybe like six months ago, and I was not feeling well. And in what way? Like what what were you noticing? I would I would get lots of headaches. Oh. Um, I would just everything was I was quite sensitive. And I thought this is not I'm not this person. What happened? And it was because I wasn't managing my my stress, I wasn't taking time to rest. I wasn't taking time to reflect. I wasn't taking time to recharge, which is such a luxury for some. Um, I'm very lucky that I was able to do that. But like, I was also going full steam ahead towards my my dream. I was studying nutrition. I was like trying to figure out, I have a, a little book on nutrition. I was doing my book and I was like just starting to dabble in you know, real girl modeling and traveling around the world with brands and then also becoming my own boss and traveling on my own and seeing how that could go if I could work from around the world. And I was just pushing all the buttons at once because it all came to me. And I was like, thank you. Like I was given this silver platter with food and I was eating it with by the handful, you know? And I thought, whoa, this is actually not sustainable. I need to figure out a way to sustain this amazing ride that I'm on. I mean, I've also created it, but I'm so lucky that when I set my sights on doing something, the universe responds. So I wanted, you know, to be a holistic nutritionist. Here I am. I wanted to make a book. I I wrote a book. I wanted the hotline. Here it is. You know, so like travel, yeah, travel there. Yeah. A month in Europe, go. Yeah. You know? Australia. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been magical. <laughs> it's know. been magical. But at the same time, you know, I am so lucky that I 
have reached this point where I can navigate my food anywhere and all around the world. And that really supports me, but also managing my stress is so vital. Managing all of us need to just like calm down. (laughs) I think we forget that life is long. And I think we just, especially in New York City, we, we can't see two feet past, like in front of us, we can't see past the two feet in front of us. And so we're like, what's happening now, 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 now? And it's I mean, like... There's too, too much caffeine. There's too many Starbucks. Oh, a thousand too percent. Too many coffee shops. One thousand everywhere. percent. And I'm so guilty of like hitting coffee number two. And then around 3 p.m., I feel like a wild woman. And I'm like, yeah. what did I do? You yeah. know? So caffeine is also a really intense thing that cannot be overlooked. Caffeine intake is major. I think it's truly a problem and no one talks about it because we're all so addicted to it and it helps us all poop. So we're just like, let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it and just like keep living this lie that coffee's fine. Oh my God. Okay, maybe lastly, this is such like a meta question, but how do you think people should work to find their mission in life? It's a great question. And I think that everybody, I hate the word should because everyone can do what they want but maybe could try to dedicate some time to looking inward and being introspective and asking themselves, okay, am I living with integrity? Am I living with purpose? Am I doing what I want to be doing? Do I feel good about my productivity, about what I'm spending my time on? Because we were all thrown into this life. No one asked for it, but we might as well enjoy it while we're here. And if we're doing something that we don't enjoy during our time on this planet, what's the point? It's a disservice to yourself. You know what I mean? So I I guess it's just ask yourself the question, am I unapologetically chasing my happiness? And I think that it's just, you need to run towards it. And it's not, you know, you can't listen to what, you can't be the person your mom wants. You can't be the person your neighbor wants. You can't be the person your friend wants. You have to be the person that you want. And if that means, you know, herding sheep, on the hills in Scotland, then so be it. Boo boo. Like, that's Drop it. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. <laughs> Drops mic. <laughs> Wait, quickly, just that's tell so our good. listeners where they can find you. You can find me at vbiancav on Instagram. And the, all the other fun stuff is right there. Awesome. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, so I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening. 